0: Begin in 2013, when adult-ish podcast host Nige Turner, Nige thought he was about to have the summer of his life. But Nige's dad, of course, had different plans. Take it away, Nige.
1: So August is my favorite month. Every year, my family goes on an African-American-themed cruise called the Black Cruise. Just picture your regular cruise replace shuffleboard with a basketball court, switch out chicken strips with jambalaya, and get rid of whatever weak cruise ship acapella group and insert Fantasia. And this year, the cruise departs from New Orleans. But the morning that we're set to depart, I wake up to a text from my dad. Meet me at the hotel lobby, dot, 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 now, dot, dot, dot. You know how old people text. When I get down, I'm surprised to see my dad wearing his famous mowing the lawn sun hat. And my Uncle Al, I'm surprised to see him too in his not-so-famous New Balance walking shoes. Immediately, I know I'm in for something. What's going on, Dad? Don't worry about it. I see, I see. A little father and son and uncle bonding time. I'm with it. A luxury tour bus pulls up to the curb, and suddenly, all these people pile out of the hotel and start boarding. So we're going on a wine tour. My dad, uncle, and I hop on last. As I'm walking up the stairs, I see a digital sign above the bus driver's head. Plantation tour. Wait, what? This is definitely not planned by the black crews. And to make things worse, there was not a single black person in this bus of at least 70 people. Mostly white, the rest Asian. The only seats that are open, thank God, are in the front row. We sit down and I turn to my dad. Yo, we're really going to a plantation? Like, on purpose? I've never gone before. To be honest, even though I believe it's really important to learn about your family's past, slavery is something I'm comfortable only reading about. The bus driver, an older black man, must have overheard what I said because he turns around. I was thinking the same thing. Y'all the first black people i ever seen on here. Then the bus driver starts driving. So to your left, we have sugarcane fields. Now, most people, when they think about slavery, they think about cotton picking. But most wealthy plantation owners can burn in at least half of their land into the sugar cane. Everyone was so intrigued. I even see a young white guy with tortoiseshell glasses writing in a notebook. Was he taking notes? On what? how to run a plantation? The bus driver quickly interrupts my thought with, who here loves the movie Django? You know I raise my hand. And when I look around, no hands. I slowly lower mine. All these people are going on a plantation tour, taking notes, and have never heard of Django? Well, on your right, we have the Candyland Plantation from Django. I start to hear the oohs and ahs, the person behind me comments on the beautiful outdoor staircase that leads from the front garden to the balcony on the second floor. The phones are out. I hear someone say, look at those tall white pillars. I turn to my dad. Hey, say what you want about them slave masters, but they could sure build a house, huh? My dad just rolls his eyes and keeps listening to the tour. So we finally get to our intended plantation, and the place is creepier than the bus ride the employees at the plantation are walking around in full 1800 slave master fits. To my left is the big house, which is the term that the slave owners actually referred to their own houses as. And then to the right, about 100 yards away, are the slave quarters. And right in front of the slave quarters was a gift shop and a restaurant. A restaurant that I hear is known for its all you can eat pancakes. The overall vibe is far too festive touristy, disrespectful. Everyone seems to be doing a lot more reminiscing than reflecting. While I can't help but look at the way that the Spanish moss hangs and sways off the trees, I think about the bodies that likely did the same over this ground. It also reminded me of my dining room back home, where we have in picture frames the actual slave bill of sale papers from my dad's side of the family. It's hanging right next to a picture of our family today. Apparently, my dad's ancestors kicked it at the same plantation that Nat Turner was at. That's why my last name is Turner. So looking at the Spanish moss hits me in all sorts of ways. Because being here on this plantation, I can almost imagine slavery happening to me. It's hard to put into words, but... Nigel. My dad breaks me out of my trance. I run and catch up to the start of the plantation tour. Which is right by a mint julep drink stand. I'm surprised to see a young black woman working at the station because she's like the only black employee here. The idea of getting a celebratory drink for this occasion was stupid, but at this point, seeing another black person feels like home. So I walk over. My dad, too. Uh, I guess we'll have a mint julep. She looks at me. Bourbon or rum? I look at my dad to call the shots on this one, but he just shrugs. Even though I'm not allowed to make 21 and up decisions, I confidently reply, uh, let's go with the uh, bourbon. While she's making the drink through some type of black telepathy, I try my hardest to communicate how strange this place is to the employee. But message was not received. As I'm walking away, I quickly double back and say, this is weird, right? And before I can even finish my sentence, she goes, weird as hell. We begin the tour. Our tour guide is wearing a long tan suit jacket and a white shirt with frills on it. Nervously, he says, "Um, I just want to say by no means are we condoning what happened. We are just showing people the history of this land. It seems as if the tour guide is looking for us to pardon him on behalf of all black people, so my dad, uncle, and I, not. The big house is still in great condition. Even I catch myself marveling at the architecture for brief moments. The way the ceiling is beautifully hand-designed, white borders that match the borders on the floor, leading to the fireplace with so much detail. Then my eye catches an extremely worn-down spot in the corner of the room. What's that over there? Oh, they would usually have a slave boy that stood there at every meal, pulling a rope the entire time to activate a fan over the dinner table. My palms got really sweaty. He continues the rest of the tour, but none of it really sticks. I'm zoned out. How many slave boys stood there for hours, pulling a rope to fan the room? I now wish that I didn't ask that question that I didn't notice that spot. Like how I almost forgot to notice that if this is a slave plantation tour, how come there aren't any employees dressed as slaves walking around? I start to feel lightheaded, as if I might faint. Then I find myself being dragged outside. The next thing you know, I'm at the back of the big house with my dad. Just me and him. He says, hey, you good? (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine. It's just a lot. He nods, saying, I know. It's crazy seeing how our family was treated worse than animals, isn't it? Then he looks at the big house. Then at me. Underneath his mowing-the-lawn sun hat, a devious smile grows on his face. He takes a step forward towards the house. First, staring at the ground where his feet sink into the dirt. Then scanning the house intensely. His face says one shot of curious, two shots of scared of what these walls have seen. Then he looks back at me and says, Hey, spit on it. What? Out of all the things that he could have said in that moment, that was the furthest from my mind. Spit? Yes, the house. Spit on it. Uh, I don't know. And I swing my head to look if anybody's around. No one. Then he starts doing the. Puts his back into it. Harks up a huge loogie. And. Honestly, that was the most disgusting thing I've seen my dad do. But as soon as he did it, it felt like the air got easier to breathe. My dad's laughing like a mischievous kid and says, now it's your turn for all the people who didn't get a chance to spit on it before. So I get the biggest loogie that my throat can muster, (sniffs) put my back into it, and (sniffs) spit on the house. Suddenly, my body feels lighter, and I can't stop laughing. I know spitting on the house is not that big of a deal, but it felt like a secret I had from the plantation. My rebellious little Nat Turner moment. All right, Naj, let's go. This is the last place I'm trying to get left at. My dad and I get on the bus, greet our bus driver, and look out the window the whole way back. My dad leans over and says, you can't let that happen, Naj. I'm confused. Let what happen? And as soon as the words left my mouth, I knew what all this was for. Leland Turner, notorious for his over-the-top teaching methods. You know what I always say when it comes to you and your brother, right? I'm raising lions. I'm raising lions. You can't let anyone make you feel smaller than you are. You'll feel this more when you get older, and I know you feel like I'm a little extreme, but when situations arise later in life, I want you to be able to see it for what it is. Don't let any surroundings shrink you. Always spit on the house. Always.
0: Thank you, Nige, for sharing another story on the Snap. Please let a brother know where that plantation tour is so I can take my own kids one day. That piece is brought to you by Adult-ish, a culture, advice, and storytelling podcast about adulting. It's co-hosted by Nige and produced entirely by the young folk at YR Media and Snap Judgment alumni Davey Kim. So stop what you're doing. Subscribe to their show, adultishpodcast.com. The original score for that story was by DJ Clay Xavier and Stanley Ipkiss.